Statistically speaking, going to school can be pretty dangerous. Every year, nearly 2,900 children and teens are shot and killed, and nearly 15,600 more are shot and injured. An estimated 3 million American children are exposed to shootings per year. Perhaps the lack of shootings because of the pandemic and virtual learnings is one of the few positives of the last year. Typically, they're in the news so frequently, it's almost become the norm. Well, tonight's story, we cover a school shooting from 2012 in a small Ohio town where the shooter was shockingly proud of his status as killer. What is this? This is gross. what was it called? The it hint, was called the Outcast. The hint is Outcast today. This is see, you're glad outcast, that it's a small. Out, it's gross. Outcast of the island. I don't even want to drink it. Would you like a beer? Yes. I made the drink. Yeah. You're not insulting me because of the drink. <laughs> I followed a recipe because the hint was Outcast, and the drink see, is called the Outcast. When it comes to talking, giving feedback about it food, it always tastes like absinthe to me. Well, guess what. It does have some absinthe in it, but it's amazing we got like it's a like a drop. I can literally it literally tastes nothing but absinthe. I'm afraid of it. uh, When I saw it, I was like, "This is the only cocktail that I can find." It's not the worst cocktail we've ever made, but I don't like it. It called for gin, but we didn't have any gin left. We gotta go hit up Nipitati. Yeah, um, we we at their new location. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually swapped it with moonshine. Oh, maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't have all these. It's moonshine and absinthe? <laughs> what the fuck? That's a good thing I didn't drink it because I have to drive home tonight. So Moonshine, uh, it's a drop of absinthe. It's literally a Wednesday. <laughs> or that syrup, which is like the almond syrup, lime juice, and ginger beer. So, womp, womp, womp. Zero out of ten stars. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Passion fruit? 99 pineapples. <sighs> oh. So, when this comes out, it's Thursday. So, Nicole, tell us what day it is. Okay, well, Thursday, February 4th is National Think a Bear Cave. Oh my God, I cannot talk. Let me just. Think a Bear Day? <laughs> Did you say Bear Cave uh, that's what or something? I thought, she wow, said. this is absinthe and moonshine. <laughs> this episode, Nicole ends up on the bathroom floor. Yeah. It is National Thank a Mail Carrier Day. Oh, I have that on my calendar, actually. See? Legit holiday. Does that include Amazon employees, too? It technically does not. It is for postal service workers. I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm lately, and there's an episode in the later season where Larry David dates his mail carrier. Oh. It's... I love that show. I think it's the dumbest show, but it's like one of the funniest shows at the same it time. It's a funny show. It's but but there is a different day in I believe it's in July that is all mail service. So that holiday is brought to you by Nicole and her new podcast, Every Day's a Holiday. Thank you all all so much for everyone that subscribed so far. You can find it on any of the podcasting apps. We got a lot of new subscribers on that. A lot of downloads. Thank you guys so much. It's a daily podcast, and each episode's only a few minutes, two, three minutes. Yeah. It's a little snack for you to get you started every morning. Mm. Yeah. Um, you and know, I, I schedule them to come out 
right at 6.30, so... Nice. Well, you, before you get to work. Yeah, before you get to work, so... Um, I do want to, because this is coming out on Think and Mail Carrier Day, officially say thank you to our mail, mail carriers, uh, including... Isn't Whitney a mail carrier? Mm-hmm. We so do. Thank I you, know Whitney. we have some listeners um, that are, yeah. Yeah, some of our listeners are, are mail carriers, and I really do appreciate you, because yeah. you guys have to deliver the mail no matter what the weather is. So, like, back home in the snow, they don't get a day off. They still have to carry the mail. That's right. You know what? And what a crazy year that they've all been through delivering mail. I know yeah. Christmas was crazy. Then you had mail-in ballots with the election. Man, oh man, of all years. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, Whitney, she listens to our podcast while she's delivering mail. That's right. Yes. So if you ever get mail that's all banged up, it's probably because I said something stupid and she's like, <laughs> fucking asshole. Damn it, John. <laughs> so the hen is outcast. So, Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? And it, you're probably not going to get it. This is uh, not the best tent, but let, let me give you a, a sub hint. The killer was an outcast, and in a lot of interviews, that was well, that literally going like, to be my yeah, guess. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> you just like took uh, our guess away from us, dude. <laughs> well, you can still guess other shit. What no, did he do? He was an I outcast. Had to, I had to think hard about that. Did he throw that's someone what... off a skyscraper or what? I mean, you could guess other things. Well, shit. no, that's that was what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say the in this story, the killer is going to be outcasted for his crimes. Okay, the other... I was saying that... I was going to say he just... He was already, like, a social outcast. Well, that took the case in a lot of killers. Okay, so the other hint that I could give you, which would make a lot of sense, but really wouldn't make sense for this podcast, is Killer. (laughs) (laughs) He's a fan of the Killers? (laughs) The rock band? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. You know, their their music's actually really tough to play I, on guitar. It's very good. I really do enjoy The Killers, especially their first album. Yeah. All right, tonight we are going here. And if you're new here, welcome. I put all my sources for tonight's episode on talkmurder.com. You can go there and follow along with us. Just click on the blog post. You'll see it front and center if there's a new episode. You can also search for the number of the episode to see all the photos and stuff of that nature. And we are going back and currently trying to fill in all the older episodes. So please be patient. We are also putting this on YouTube. We're live streaming this right now. We're in front of the cameras and I have a full presentation set up. So go to YouTube.com, type in Talk Murder to Me and you will see this video if you want to follow along either way we're happy to have you guys our new subscribers so thank you so much for joining us so for you guys on youtube i got the uh google earth video and tell me what state we're in real quick try to get it what was that ohio uh nice we're going to. Oh my God! She just got <laughs> off on that. Yeah. She literally nailed like, it. Knew that was state. All excited about that. I don't think I I've actually, ever seen her that excited about anything. And, and I for zoomed geography. out because last time you guys were complaining about there was no borders. Yeah, that's so right. So we're going I to the. Otherwise, we're going to the top right half of Ooh, Ohio. High school. There you go. High school. Very good. But anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. 151 Chardon Avenue, Chardon, Ohio, 44024, February 27th, 
2012. It was a Monday. Does anybody know this story? The killer of tonight's episode. His name is T.J. Lane. Any any takers on that? Mm, no, I know we were juniors that year, 2012 of February. Does juniors in college? Oh, I was about to say. Doesn't sound so look, look at that tree. I, I saw that tree. It's all painted oh, it's and stuff. striped, like striped. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, so this is charted in high school, and I'm kind of going through on Google Earth for the YouTube guys to show them the area. It's a pretty decent neighborhood. That's a big campus. It's definitely yeah. Ohio. Ohio's got a, a, a lot of farmland. To, to me, at least, it's very uh, distinct. Like if I, I feel like if you show me any landscape of Ohio, um, you can tell it's Ohio. Yeah, interesting. Um, that's usually, because an interesting skill to have. I wonder if, like, you have that for other states. I don't know West Virginia, yeah, because you know the Mountain Dew mouth. Yeah, I you was can, gonna say you can that. see it from Google Earth. <laughs> we're gonna, people from West Virginia fucking hate us. We're gonna wake up to a riot of of like torches and pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be on a day that I sleep over here and I'm going to be involved too. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm from South Carolina. All right. We have the, like the lowest SAT test scores in the nation. You, you're making that, you're making that statistic. <laughs> no, it, I think it is second worst in the country. <laughs> not in SAT scores. Second but in... worst, but not, second not the worst. <laughs> I believe it's also the second worst in drunk driving accidents. Second worst, but not the worst. Yeah. What's the worst? <laughs> If you're not first or last, well, what's the worst? Um, I want to uh, say it's Alabama or uh, Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, Southern state. We all we all down here something wrong with us. Well, there's just a <laughs> maybe, different way of thinking. Maybe I'm just not gonna go there. Never mind. Nicole, can you read this? This headline and subheadline is from the Springfield News Sun, the 28th of February 2012. The oh, event yeah, happened on the 27th, so this is the day after. School violence rocks Ohio town. Chardon, residents of the small Cleveland area city are mourning today after a fatal attack inside mm. their high school. So have you guys heard of this story? I no. have not. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Well, this happened, well, no. Well, this it's 2012. Before, yeah, 2012. I don't recall this story. That means there's a lot of school shootings that going gonna, on. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. Well, like, yeah, no, I was just about to say, like, it's... It, it, I mean, when this you is like the, an epidemic, it, man. It is an epidemic. It's a, it's a problem. You don't hear about every single school shooting. If you look at the number for school shootings, it, it over the past years, there's there's so many of them, you, you can't... You couldn't Crazy. possibly hear about all of them. It you know? is. Um, yeah, I what mean, the hell? I remember like, si- you, you hear about one or two and like Sandy Hook, obviously. Yeah, stuff I remember like that. that one very vividly. Well, that was our the shooter year. actually was related Adam Lanza. to. He was related to someone who went to Quinnipiac, who was oh. friends with one of my friends. And I'm going to do that story eventually. Oh, I, uh, I don't God. know if I can sit through that. That's that's a little close Oof. to home because that happened, I mean, it dude, happened I, close to Quinnipiac. It doesn't matter. Like I want to. I I get. I'm really interested in and in, like the. Uh, the Aurora story we just did, like the guy was go and uh, going to school for neuroscience. Like I'm interested yeah. in that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's I mean, it's, it's tragic. It is, it's, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just and no hard. one else is covering this stuff, man. Like I'm the only podcast that's covered this one, and oh. you don't even hear about it. Like why didn't we hear about it? I don't know the, what else is going what on. I'm in saying. It's like yeah. no, it, it doesn't matter. It's like there's so many school shootings. It's that, expected. Like you would know, like. <laughs> There, all right, all right. It's like there's always going to be one. In okay, the so it sounds terrible. One but. of the teachers, and tonight, which I'll talk about, actually 
after the shooting started happening, he put on a bulletproof vest to go and try to save the students. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is worse than you guys think. And there's no news about this, man. This is a school shooting. Multiple people died and no one knows about this. And this I mean, only happened awful. eight years ago. There's like 10 a year. We have to go through <laughs> uh, active Crazy, shooter man. training every year yeah. at school to I make sure that we know the protocols. And even though you could, you could be in that training, but like, I can't imagine being in that situation, you know, even though they make you think about that situation for 45 minutes every year, it's not something that, you know, is at the forefront of your brain every day. But here's the problem with that. Like the school shooter is also in that training. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what's the point? Well, unless it's a student. The student is also in that training. That's what I'm saying. No. What do you mean? The eventual school shooter is also taking that training. No, they're not. Students don't take the training? Students don't take that training. Really? Hmm. That's interesting. That's weird. Well, the teachers are responsible for, you know, telling the students giving directions. No, Dave Chappelle said that his son took that training. Well, that's in Ohio. This is South Carolina. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't think it's part of the curriculum. I mean, I could be wrong. And someone, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I don't believe that our students have to take that. Unless they take it in their high school one-on-one class that's new. I do remember in high school being told what we would do. Yeah, like in a, like a, in a fire down situation. Yeah. Well, we yeah. did lockdown drills. But they don't have to sit through a 45-minute training about about it here no. about Columbine but then and again, Sandy Hook. But they should, stuff. man. Like, they should. You're I mean, right. these, there's there's a lot of talk on this story and others like it. Should the parents tell their kids about the story? Well, why the fuck not? You're like basically sending them to a public school and like hoping that this isn't going to happen to them. Hell yeah, they should know about these stories, I mean, it's, man. It's a risk anywhere. It, yeah, it is. It, I mean, you could be in a mall and this could happen. You could be yeah. in the grocery store. You could be in a library. You could be in a school. You don't know when this stuff is going to happen. So you at least need to have some kind of you know alertness as to what you should do in a certain dangerous situation. You can't totally rely on fight or flight. All right, go ahead and read this. This is from the Ohio Plain Dealer. It's a huge newspaper there, local paper, the Plain Dealer. If you want to read this. Gunman walked up to the table, shot students from behind. The chilling actions of a teenager as he systematically shot Chardon High School students sitting at a cafeteria table were captured by surveillance video at Chardon High School, which also showed the chaos afterward. All right, so the following clip for you guys on YouTube, you're going to see some of the footage for you podcast listeners. You are going to hear the actual 911 calls. I got two that I'm going to play back to back that came in about this case. So I'm going to play those now.
Nicole, did you did you uh, since you were watching the video? Did you see the suspect getting arrested? I th- I think so. Yeah. They were patting him down. Yeah, I'm assuming exactly. that was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pointing to see if that's what I was watching. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So the suspect was actually arrested right outside the school, and he was actually sitting down on the curb, and like then, just waiting for them to come. Yeah, waiting for them to come, and then. That's very odd. And then the officer came up and arrested him. I'll put that video and that little clip of him getting arrested on talkmer.com. So be sure to go there if you guys want to see that. Those were a couple of the 911 calls that came in about the case and the response of the students. They were walking out. So if you're looking at this, these are the victims of tonight's story. The three on top, which I'm going to actually get into in detail, those are the deceased victims. So on February 27th, the shooter shoots six students. Three at the top there are deceased, two wounded and hospitalized. One is permanently paralyzed, which you're actually going to be seeing a interview with him. Wow. Uh, we're going to see that. Yeah. But the three at the top there, what you're looking at now is the deceased victims and i'm going to go over them one by one go ahead so did he he went in this happened at the cafeteria and he targeted one table exactly and i'm going to get to that in a little bit Mm. we're actually going to read the um the arrest report and stuff like that and the charging documents but yeah he targeted one table this is 7 30 a.m in the morning right when school gets in i guess a lot of kids sit at the cafeteria have breakfast yeah you have breakfast at school yeah we do well. We didn't in in Massachusetts like they didn't. Uh, they have it like you could get like muffins and stuff out of the vending machine. Yeah, they I think didn't they have had, like, like muffins and bagels and but stuff. Oh and, shit! And really? Down here they had they Goodbye. used to have they used to have full breakfast: eggs, grits, bacon. Now it's not like that yeah. because of COVID. But yeah, the students can get breakfast beforehand. Man, that's like one of the things I miss about the military. Like we would go to formation, go work out, and then there would be a, you know, we'd go to the defect. And which is like the cafeteria, mess the mess hall and get, I mean, e- you get you omelets, eggs, you can get whatever you want. And it was all carbohydrate based. So yeah. it was like a lot of potatoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you mm-hmm. can get whatever you want. Did you ever have SOS? What? SOS. It's like ground, <laughs> trip ground, ground trip beef or beef, beef, chip beef with, with good white sauce. And they, that is not or a like thing. ground beef. I think that's it a northern is, thing. No, because my dad used to have it in the army. Did they stop serving it? They called it shit on a shingle. <laughs> that is the shit, shit on, the on shingle. a shingle. <laughs> like scrapple. Scrapple that is like that's some Vietnam New fucking Jersey. mills right there. Well, like you have ground, uh, you have 
chip beef and white sauce. I know we had like s- corn hash. We didn't have nasty. shit on a shingle. It was so good. I, well, it my, was just like it was delicious. <laughs> it's good. It was it's good so on the shingle. <laughs> shit on my dick and blood on my shank. Like what? honestly, <laughs> it's delicious. I love me some SOS. Man, it's good. What the fuck are you talking about? I just quoted Pee Wee favorite dude ever. Yeah, Pee Wee Pee Wee playing with his pee pee. Uh, um, you know what? I just reminded me of this story when we're talking about school shootings. Um, One Tree Hill. The oh episode. God! Oh, God. Lo- you know what? Fuck Peyton, man. No, I love no, Peyton. Fuck Peyton. Why? Because she left. No, it's not that. She's all like emotional. So what? So moody. What do you Everyone's mean? So moody what? In high school. Okay, you you're think that Lucas should you, end up with Brooke. Are you going to get with me? What's the deal with no? Brooke is my girl. You better take that back. Then what M- do you remember? Brooke, Brooke's like. Brooke, <laughs> <laughs> can you cut this? No. Should Brooke herself? Is that like, <laughs> no? What's what, Brooke's real name? Uh, Sophia. Sophia. Bur- is Sophia. she still acting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brooke, if you're listening. He would Sophia leave Bush. Me, apparently. <laughs> Sophia Bush. Call me. <laughs> um, I think that Lucas and Peyton belong together, and I, I agree. I, I and I, I loved me some Nathan Scott though. Yeah. James Lafferty. Uh. But the episode where Jimmy shoots up the school and Keith dies. Oh my god! Oh, I so cried so a, hard. That's a new season. No, it's no, not. No, that was still when they were in high school. Yeah. I bought six seasons of that. Or seven or eight on I have DVD. All of, I have all of them on DVD currently. I love you for that. That I want to bang one of the cast members? <laughs> no, that, that you proudly fuck? owned seasons one through six of One Tree Hill. I and have you them. say it proudly. I have them currently at my house. It's a good show, man. This is victim number one. Can you describe uh, this this kid, 17-year-old yeah, kid? Yeah, I was say, he is a, just a kid. Yeah. I mean... He's got to be what seventeen. Um, I mean, he like I said, I, he he looks obviously young. We know he's in high school. Young African American male. Now I'm pulling all of these victim profiles from the News Herald, mm-hmm. and I'll link to that on talkmer.com. But this is Demetrius C. Hewlin. He was born March eighth, nineteen ninety five. He died. February 28th. So actually the next day he died in the Metro Health Medical Center in Cleveland. He was a junior in Chardon High School. He was known as D by his friends, obviously, Demetrius. Mm -hmm. He was a bodybuilder in training, I guess, if you want to say. He worked out five days a week and he actually donated a lot of his time at the Habitat for Humanity, Mm. the resale shop in Newberry. Okay. So, and that's all I could find on him. Here is the next victim right here. This is also from the News Herald. What you're looking at is a a white male, 17 years old, kind of shaggy hair, good looking kid. He was born August 12th, 1994. He was a lifelong resident of Chardon, a junior. He was studying alternative energy at Auburn Career Center. Excuse me, I forgot to mention his name. His name is Russell D. King Jr. He worked at Amberwood Kennels in Hartsgrove as a dog caretaker. So he's very passionate about animals. He was also an avid outdoorman, fishing, hunting, camping, canoeing, and participating in tractor pulls. You guys guys know what a tractor pull is? Mm Mm-hmm. No. What? It's a tractor competition. 
tractor racing. No. Hmm. It's where you you kind of modify a tractor, a lot of old tractors, and see how much you can pull with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tractor okay. competition. Anyway, I'm putting all these photos on talkmore.com. Here is the next victim here. This is Daniel Vincent Parmator. They call him Danny. He was born September 9th, 1995. He was a junior. He enjoyed working with computer networking at the Auburn Career Center in Chardon. He enjoyed Xbox skiing computers and spending time with his family. These are the, the just a little bit of details about the victims. Now, one thing about this whole victim, the, all the deceased victims here, is they were all really good friends. So they were all sitting at this one table. And that's kind of what, what I was thinking at first. So it was one table. Was yeah. it purposefully that table, like those individuals? The or was sh- it totally random? That's a great question. The shooter claims, as you'll see, that it was totally random. However, the uh, one of the victims, the, the paralyzed uh, guy that we're going to mm-hmm. be... Here watching the okay. interview, yeah. He actually claimed that he didn't know about this. I mean, I guess, you know, memories get faded, but his mother used to babysit the shooter and they actually Ooh. used to play, you know, as small children. This is a not a huge town, mm-hmm. you know, so everyone kind of knew this this guy, the shooter. So it's not like the shooter was being bullied or had the perception that he was an outcast by these students or something like that. Well, what I noticed is the initial news media and all the papers that came out across the nation delivered by the Associate Press. That's how it works. So you have a a town like Chardon that gets shot up. Then the Associate Press delivers kind of a standard news briefing to all the papers across the nation, (laughs) you know, kind of like an affiliate Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Like the Associated Press type thing? <laughs> what the fuck? That's literally what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's, he said it's the Associated Press. Oh my God. <laughs> Good morning, Jen. <laughs> sorry, I dissociated for a Glad second. Glad to have you back. I dissociated for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you, like you said it so seriously. I wasn't sure if you were making a joke. About it. Uh... Anyway, so the initial the initial news reports all claim that he was an outcast, he was bullied, all this stuff. But him, the shooter himself, admitted that he was not bullied. It was random, even though a lot of people believe it was targeted. He's never actually came out and released a true motive, but we'll get into that in a second. Now, Nicole, what you're reading now is from the Court of Appeals for this case right here. In the Court of Appeals, 11th Appellate District, Gagwa County, Ohio, the video taken from a security camera in the school cafeteria shows that on February 27, 2012, at about 7.30 a.m., Appellant is sitting alone at a table in the cafeteria with his book bag on the table. He watches a group of eight to nine students who are talking to each other at a table nearby. Appellant then moves to a table directly behind this group of students and continues to watch them. One of these students, Nick Walzak, is standing at the end of the table and the others are seated, some with their backs to the appellant and others facing in his direction. Yeah, that's great. You uh, pronounce his name right. Walzak. Mm -hmm. I was calling him Walziak at first because, you know, the uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Wozniak. (laughs) 
<laughs> Whatever, assholes. <laughs> All right, this is the gun he was using right here. It's not the exact gun. I mean, it's the exact model, but it's not the the gun. actual gun. It's an interesting looking gun. It has yeah. a thin barrel. What's yeah, the what caliber? Is it what? What caliber is that? This right here is the Ruger Mark III Target hmm. Rimfire rim Pistol. And this gun was actually stolen from the shooter's uncle who was visiting him the day before. Hmm. He also stole a handful of bullets and two magazines. Now, he only used one magazine during the shooting. He shot 10 bullets, which was full capacity for the magazine. So he shoots 10, then he tries to reload. He only has one gun. And as he's reloading, he pulls out a knife to protect himself in case anyone rushes. And he reloads the pistol. But by that time, everyone is already scattered scattered, and, and ran out. So he runs out, as you're about to see, of the cafeteria. And then he gets arrested quickly after. Now, I have a question about the firearm. It looks like that barrel is a little bit longer than a typical handgun. Is that... Typical of a Ruger, or Skinny. is that... Yeah, it's thinner and longer. Yeah, let me go ahead and read the uh, description from Bass Pro Shops. Gotta this is Bass about Pro the Shops. Ruger Mark III Target Rimfire Pistol. So you hear the word target. This is a training rifle, actually. Simple, rugged, and affordable. The Ruger Mark III Target Rimfire Pistol continues the legacy created by Ruger Standard Mark I and Mark II pistols with today's engineering advancements. The Mark III's internal cylindrical bolt construction design delivers higher accuracy potential than conventional moving slide designs by ensuring permanent alignment. There's no actual slide. You know, when you see in, um, in movies, they're like, yeah. pull the pull the slide back. Mm -hmm. You don't see that here because it's fixed. So the magazine goes in and then it feeds the bullets and there's you don't have to cock it, basically. Interesting. Durable stainless steel frame and a 5.5 bull barrel. Fixed front and adjustable rear sights for accuracy shot after shot. Receiver comes drilled and tapped for weaver-style scope-based adapters for easy mounting of optics. The smoothly contoured grip sports a natural pointing grip angle and checkered non-slip grip panels. Loaded chamber indicator provides visual and tactile in indication when a round is in the chamber. Manual safety, magazine disconnect, and inconspic inconspicuous internal lock. The clip holds 10 and all 10 bullets were fired. So it's not a very large gun. This is a small caliber pistol. In a sense, though, it's just what he had access mm -hmm. to. It's what he had access to, which is very fortunate, as you'll see. Because, because it was not a Well, it's a target pistol. This well, is, he, and he only had two magazines, right? He only had two and he only used one. Yeah. yeah so he may this, not have been confident enough to reload. Well, he tried no, to he reload. Was trying he took to reload, out but a knife, this, he said. When you think of a shooting, a school shooting, or like, you know, Dylan Roof or something like that, they go in with a specific mission. They have all these guns. Or, for instance, the James Holmes story we just did. They have all these guns. They're trying to take as many casualties as possible. In this case, it, it seems right off the bat that it was more of a 
kind of a uh, vengeance type of kill. Tar- tar- targeted, targeted to yeah. these kids? Even or though, just... Targeted, yeah, even though he claims it's not. But <laughs> if you look at the the gun he used, which was not a hugely powerful pistol, that's all he had access to. Still enough and to kill. Exa- yeah, exactly. And But I'm saying if he would have used something bigger, it could have been more... Even worse. Even worse, yeah. exactly. And... So you look at someone like James Holmes, who went in there with the you know assault rifle and the Glock. I mean, that is just a powerful. He was decked out, right? Exactly. To kill as many this, people as he I could. mean, this. I mean, look at the barrel; it's so small. This is a training training pistol. This is what you. you, you yeah, know. it's something I could handle. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't have a big recoil, recoil and stuff like that. Yeah. But it still is deadly. Yeah. Because there's three dead from this, and and one. Uh, one man, boy, I guess, uh, permanently paralyzed. Mm. So if you want to continue reading from the Court of Appeals. So he's convicted. He is convicted. He did plead not guilty by reason of insanity, but he did appeal, which is what you're reading now. He changed his plea to guilty, and he accepted hmm. all the guilty charges that's what you're reading now this is the appeal that he did okay that's that's the Got court it. document okay. i'll link to all these court documents on talkmer.com after watching these students for about eight minutes appellant goes through his book bag he pulls out a handgun and a knife stands aims his gun at the group of students in front of him and starts shooting appellant shoots russell king in the back of the head he also shoots nick walzak who falls to the floor Appellant then walks around his table and along the victim's table while repeatedly shooting at them. He shoots Demetrius Hewlin in the head and also shoots Daniel Parmator in the head. Also shot in this was Nate Mueller and Joy Rickers. They both survived. And after he shoots his 10 rounds, he runs out of the cafeteria as well, which is where he got arrested at. Which also made me think a lot, too, you know, if you have a school shooting, I mean, how would you even know if, if the shooter didn't just throw the you know, throw the pistol or rifle or whatever down and just kind of blend in, you know? Well, that's where it would have to depend on your security system. You know, schools have been mm-hmm. increasing, you know, their security cameras you know the, you'd the have quality to go review of it. the camera you would have to review but i'm the saying camera. like someone blended in right there and, and goes with the masses he could get away it or could even, be hard to i mean yeah. i think they would eventually be able to track them down as long as there were video cameras or witnesses and if but, you're in a large crowd um you know someone's ho- gonna see him hopefully he wouldn't you know get the ma- the majority of the crowd and someone would be able to identify yeah And you can kind of go based on the time that this happened and the area and look at the cameras. It's more it's way more advanced than it was even when we covered the um, story about the gym mats. You know, the camera systems are way are are more advanced than they were back then, for sure. Yeah, that story was crazy. If um, it's a really good story, not a good story, but interesting case. Kendrick Johnson. A lot of people think he was murdered. I just I don't see it. But we don't see it. Man, I changed my tune on that one. I mean, five I, minutes before we finish the episode. And here's the thing with these, man, like, here's the thing with these episodes. Guys, like, 
I get a lot of comments and, and emails from families of the victims like all the time, right? And with those cases, it's hard because I'll get the emails that, you know, just blast me and, and try to call me all kinds of names. And, you know, this was my whoever. I mean, it's hard, but I try to look at I try to look at it objectively the best I can. You you do a ton of research and don't go by just the headlines. I mean, so the only one I'm still really not sure about is that Davina Buff. Uh, yeah. Oh man, is that the one on the island? Yeah. yeah. That, I yeah. think about that one. Bald head dead. Ooh. Yeah. So the episode is called Bald Dead. Bald head dead. dead or something. No, bald bald dead. It was yeah, uh, requested right. by uh, uh, Lauren, or one of her good friends. And that story, I honestly don't know if she was murdered or suicide. It's really hard mm. to tell. Yeah, that I is agree the with only you there. one that has really stuck with me. The, all the rest, though, even the uh, Ellen uh, the Greenberg Ellen case. Greenberg yeah. case where she was stabbed forty-seven times. Mm. Yeah, that one was fascinating too. Yeah, we've covered so. some really great ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are my favorite kinds of cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phoebe, <clears throat> Phoebe's fall. Mm-hmm. So he was arrested by Deputy Billikick. Around 8.30 a.m. He was just sitting on the side of the road. So this happened before school even started. Yeah. In the morning. In the morning. Before school even started. And I'll I'll get to why he was there. And Because he wasn't even a student. What? Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't even a student. Oh, I just expected he was uh, just... Assumed he was a student. No, he is. He is of age to be a student, and he was. Did he once... withdraw from the school? No, he... I, I'll get to that in a minute. Well, can I just interject real quick? Yeah, I just think that it's if there was a time for something as tragic as this to happen, it's fortunate that it didn't happen when the cafeteria was more populated, like during lunch yeah. or even after school. When you're coming yeah. to school, kids don't always hang out in the cafeteria. Yeah. They could go to yeah. their first period class. They could be in the hallways. Um, I so, never did that. What? In my school, hung out at the cafeteria in the morning. If, I didn't. Yeah, but well, I mean, then again, I was usually late. I depends, missed first period all the time. It, dep- <laughs> it depended on what time. I'm also not surprised. Depended on what time I got to school. Like if I got to school early, I would go to the cafeteria. If, I, if, if not, then I would... If I would go right. I to usually period. wake Ours, up nine thirty ten. If I um, <laughs> shit. The only time that I would go, which I wouldn't be there at seven thirty anymore, is when I was a senior and had a free period in first period. Oh, for and study you could hall. Go in. You know, you could you could technically skip first period if you wanted because you had a free. You can skip first period. We still if had, you had a free period. No, we still had to be there if we had a study hall. We had to. They took attendance. We had to be there. We did not. We when got we to seniors, leave early. We got to peace. Once, in senior year, we got to um, we got to leave early if we had study like if, last period. Yeah, we got to do both. So like that would be the only time I'd be there in the morning is if I had a free and I got there way early. Grab bagel. Did you have the little refrigerated bagels? Yeah, like the like yeah. the little like you had to pull the thing open. And yeah. Sometimes it gets stuck, and it's like, "Where's my money?" And it's like, "I don't know." So the shooter runs out, and it was arrested by Deputy Billikick around eight thirty a.m. He was just sitting on the side of the road when the deputy walked up to him. He said, "Quote: He just shot people at the high school." End quote. Two sheriff detectives interviewed him, and he said that he rode to school. On the school bus at 7 a.m. that morning, he had the gun in his book bag. He admitted that he planned on shooting people that day, and he even admitted to putting the knife in his book bag that they found 
in case he needed to stab someone. Now, this is the shooter right here. This is right after he was arrested. Can you describe this photo for our podcast listeners and also go to talkmore.com if you would like to see this killer? He has a shirt that says killer on it. Yeah, he wore a shirt to school that said killer on it. He literally wore that the day of the shooting. Yeah, he wore that the day of the shooting. That's the shirt he was wearing. Wow. What? Yeah, he wore that on the day. Is, did his? I'm assuming that the police officers that are questioning him were like, let me take a picture. I need to take a picture of this. For well, they did take a picture. There's a picture right there. I know, but I'm saying like, it's not like he did this at home. No, they He's always take a picture of the guy. I mean, th- there is an interview that is recorded, but obviously at the time he was 17 years old. So he didn't, that wasn't released to public. And it's still not up. I try to find it everywhere. Couldn't find it. He's, and, a, he's a very tall, lanky kid, brown hair, kind of like sullen, you know? Yeah. Looking. So he is wearing a shirt that says killer, bold letters, all uppercase. He actually bought that shirt one week before the shooting, he admits. Where did he buy it? Probably know. a hot topic. Did he like custom make it? I was about to say it? that. Our uh, Spencer's gifts. Yeah. That's weird. And he wore that shirt because he knew he was going to be shooting people that day. He planned this whole event about two weeks in advance. Did you know that Hot Topic and Victoria's Secret are the same company? Hmm. Interesting. Or is it Hot Topic and... No, it's not Hot Topic and Victoria's Secret. Oh, it's God. Hot Topic and... This is like the Al Sharpton thing. I don't know if I can ever listen to you guys again. <laughs> I think they're Did you the know same... Al Sharpton's dead? Okay, yeah, I, uh, I guess. <laughs> it may be like the same company that owns limited brands, perhaps. It's the same company that owns Torrid. Torrid and Hot Topic are the ones by the same company. I think I'm thinking of Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works and Victoria's <sighs> Secret are owned by the same company. Jen, there's a thing in journalism called credibility. Okay. I'm telling you, Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret are definitely <laughs> connected, more, just like Old Navy and Gap are the connected in the Banana Republic. Republic. The, the, there's a reason why I do a lot of research on these episodes, because I know every small mistake I make, which, uh, you know, hopefully well, you I don't make any. Whole, you can cut this whole dialogue to Al just Sharpton make sure. Al Sharpton is still alive. I thought he was dead, okay? <laughs> we will sorry. never outlive that down. I apologized. I apologized to the reverend. <laughs> Did you know that he ran for president? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm going to look it up, though. Go ahead. You said it. He hosted Saturday Night Live while he was running for president. And he was. And, and you thought he died? I thought he died this year. I thought oh, I read somewhere well, that he died. Right. But Larry King did die. I, I read, read that died. the other day. I re- Larry King died? Yeah, he just like last died. week. Yeah. yeah. So did really? Cloris Leishman. Yeah. yeah. Right, I'm going to have to look this stuff up. Actually, so did someone from Saved by the Bell. Stop getting Dustin your freaking... Diamond. No, Screech. what? Yeah, yeah he just died. died. He was 44. He had cancer. He had, skin, he had a for lung four cancer. weeks. He just was diagnosed he, you know, four weeks ago. He had a sex tape. Ew. I remember watching some weird video of him. A sex tape? No, not a sex tape, but it was him trying to save his house. So From obviously fire? he's broke and he was trying to, he did a fundraiser where that he sucks. had. I know. I mean, he was kind of crazy. I mean, think about it. He's well, he screeched, was on though. that. Um, he was on that. That show with Dr. Drew with the celebrity rehab or something, oh, right? He? Remember, wasn't he? I mean, it's sad, dude. Know. All these people are dying. Did he die of COVID? No, he, no, he had, had lung cancer. cancer. Did any one of those people die of COVID? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. All I can know is Al Sharpton is alive. Right, well, I thought he was dead, but he is not. I apologize. The end. We are looking for a in-house researcher that <laughs> on the spot 
verifies all this stuff. It's called <laughs> the Jen Collins, Collins fact checker. Fact checker. We we can just Google this shit as it comes up, you know. Appellant said that about 7.30 a.m., he switched the safety off the gun. He then pulled his pistol and knife out of his book bag. He stood up and, while aiming at the group, fired all 10 rounds in the clip. He realized he needed to reload his gun, so he ran out of the cafeteria. Appellant said that he left the cafeteria and adult monitor started to follow him, so Appellant spun around and aimed his gun at him so he would not chase him. Appellant then ran down the hallway and exited the building. So who is talking about the coach of the school, and and I didn't really get into it in this presentation, but the coach is was considered the hero. He, he is the one big burly guy. He chased out... TJ Lane, the shooter. Out. So he never got to reload. He never got to reload. He well, he did reload outside of the school, but oh. by that time he was so far away from everyone that he didn't. He get wasn't going to go back in. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, because he. I don't think he planned anything very well. He did. Mm-hmm. He did know he was going to do this for two weeks. It's almost like he didn't, but he couldn't have had the gun if his uncle wasn't visiting. But maybe he knew his uncle had the gun. And yeah, he knew his uncle had the gun. And, and he was going to come visit. Exactly. So he he planned it that far out. But like, Got if you it. go back to James Holmes, which was very meticulous, very. where he had, I mean, he went to the gun range and trained with the, the rifles he was going to use. He he set up his whole apartment to be detonated, which we really didn't Booby get into. Trapped, Booby trapped. Yeah. He did all this stuff in preparation that was months and months and months. This guy, if you know, most people will look at this and say it was a rush job. He didn't really have a, a definite plan. He just kind of, it was kind of like an outcast that just wanted to take vengeance on the popular kids. Almost, I mean, that's what it, it basically the story is, as we'll get into it in a second. So, yeah, he did reload the clip and then he waited silently by the road. And you saw that clip of him getting arrested by the cop. In the interview, TJ says he had no problems with anyone. This is the initial interview. He uh, had no bullies. No one was bullying him. He wasn't even a student there, so he's not getting bullied. Was he in school? Well, yeah, I'm going to get to that. He just, quote, this is what he said, quote, created this goal and needed to see it through, end quote. He thought about this for two weeks, and he chose a group of random kids, which a lot of people think it wasn't random because one of the the guys at the table was actually dating one of his ex-girlfriends. And Ooh. a lot of the media says, oh, they just broke up a couple weeks ago. But the, When he started planning the thing? Yeah, but the victim that you're going to hear the interview from said he wasn't dating her for years, so... But still, that's but yeah, a tie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he did shoot that one table, and they were all friends. Like these are all friends with right, each other. Right. Yeah. You're not. You don't just have breakfast with somebody who is a stranger. Yeah. You don't. This is what he said. Quote: He aimed at their heads so they would die quicker and not suffer. End quote. I feel like man, these. I love first person shooters. I play them all the time. But man, I think this shit is coming into. These kids' yeah. brains, man. Because yeah. you always aim for the head and they shoot like doom and stuff. You know, if you aim for the head, you kill the zombies quicker. I'm, I'm not saying video games cause this shit, but pff, I don't know, man. I mean, who says that? I was trying to aim for the head? Like, I mean, come on. This is 17 years old. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to describe him here, this was a picture he posted on his social media. 
Oh, skinny. Yeah. Oh my God, he's super skinny, super scrawny. Super scrawny, yeah. Trying to look tough, but he doesn't. Um, is he photoshopped? I mean, he's not. No, he's not photoshopped. No, he, like the background. No, no, doesn't this, he look no. Like he's, this is Ohio. He's not a bad looking kid, as you'll see. And he's like gaunt, though. What he was like? Is he a swimmer? He looks like he's a swimmer. No, he's probably he's not a swimmer. He's honestly, and this sounds insensitive, but he's malnourished. He comes from a yeah. really shitty oh, family. He looks very. Which we're going to talk his about. Cheeks are very sunken. But this is Thomas Michael Lane the third. Everyone calls him TJ. I'm assuming because he is the junior. So TJ, Tom Jr., yeah. yeah, Tom Jr. He was charged with three counts of aggravated murder, two counts of attempted aggravated murder, felonious assault. He pled not guilty on the reason of insanity, but he changed his plea on February 26, 2013, which was one year later, to guilty, and he accepted all the guilty charges that he faced. Because at first he pled insanity and said he was having delusions and all this stuff. But then he went out and said that he was fooling all the mental health professionals and he was making up all this stuff where he was seeing stuff, you know, stuff like that. He was 17 years old at the time of shooting. Now, this photo you're going to see right now, I'll put this on talkmer.com. This actually is eerie eerily similar to the virginia tech shooter which i haven't covered the story but he has a photo that looks almost exactly like this stance i don't know if y'all remember that photo of the virginia tech shooter Let me pull um, i don't re- really remember wait I that's remember not, that doesn't happened, look like the but... same kid yeah it's the same kid it is uh when he was young oh hmm. the time of the shooting he was 17 years old is that, I wonder if that's his uncle's gun in his right hand. That yeah. looks like it looks that, like that same gun. gun yeah. yeah. Yep. Now this is also a photo of him. He was not a student at Chardon. He was previously, but not anymore. He was actually a student at Lake Academy, which was an alternative school or is an alternative okay. school at in Willoughby for at-risk youth, for addicted youth, and for youth that is and has been abused. Oof. Mm. So what did he have an abusive Oh yeah. Childhood. Oof. Yeah. Every morning the bus comes, picks him up. They t- the bus takes him to Chardon High School. He wakes in the cafeteria till 7:30 a.m. At this point is when he started shooting, but on a normal day he would hop on another bus that goes to the Auburn Career Center in Corn in Concord Township and from there he would take a final bus to Lake Academy. A Lake Academy is an alternative school, but it's also a work school. So you can work half the time, go to school. I don't think we have this down here, but it's a um, way for someone to make a kid to make money, extra money for himself and for his family we, and go to school. We kind of do thing. kind of I mean, in, in our school district, we have the career school, which you kind of it's different than a work school. You get you learn the skills necessary to earn you know certificates and licenses and things like that so that's probably similar to the career academy we also have alternative schools but those aren't work schools either but those are more for like students who have been expelled or suspended or um uh you know who are at risk and and things like that so if you see this photo right here you can tell he's not a a terrible look i mean he's not a bad looking kid and actually a lot of people really shocked by this a lot of the students that knew him previously a lot of people said he was a really nice kid he was Hmm. 
And before before he got to high school, he actually had a lot of friends. He was extremely popular, but within the last few years, he started socially isolating himself and and becoming a, a outcast from what all the media sources say. And here's a quote from one of the students here talking about uh, her experience with him. Tora Lynn LaCasse deliberately gravitated toward him because she noticed that all the kids made fun of him, and I just wanted to get to know him, CNN reported. He turned out to be a really great person, said LaCasse, adding that he was constantly picked on at school for everything from his hair and clothes to his silent demeanor. He wouldn't say anything. He'd just look at the ground and take it and kind of laugh about it. You can laugh about it, but it still hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, kids so are terrible. They are. What you're looking at now is just another social media. He post. almost looks like Justin Bieber in that. Oh just yeah, like you can't see his hair. Very skinny. Yeah, face. But he's like not an unattractive. That's what I was kid. saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, I wouldn't. You know, D- Dylan Roof with the bowl cut. I'm not trying to make fun, but you know he. I mean, he's a terrible person. He deserves. He's to be a terrible fun person. Of. He but, deserves. But to I'm die. saying, yeah. he, you know, this. What I, I'm trying to say, say is, this I kid he deserves to be made fun of. What I'm trying to say is, this kid T.J. Lane doesn't look like a school shooter. You know, you, in you my know, opinion, he doesn't look like he like he would be at the. He looks like he'd be a popular kid. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a you lot of people do think that it was bullying. You but, can't qualify a school shooter. Yeah, on looks. yeah, yeah. You really can't. It could be anyone. Well, we didn't have school shooters no, when I, I was in school either. You know, I that wouldn't wasn't have, have like assumed. Oh yeah, he's getting picked on because he he looks different, or he's got acne, or he's got whatever. All right, let's get on with this. All right, so. He was living with his maternal grandparents at about three years old. What you're seeing now is a photo of him taking a selfie with the camera in a mirror. He looks like a normal kid. This right here is his piece of shit father. Looks just like him. Wife beater. This child's mother, Sarah Ann Nolan, apparently cannot control the use of alcohol and has a tendency to become extremely violent. And the defendant is in fear of his child's welfare. That's from the attorney, Robert R. Wants. This was actually at the divorce proceedings and the uh, split up. What do you call it? Split up the child. Custody hearings. Custody hearings on July 21st, 1995. So obviously he was just a a kid at, at that point. Anyway, if you want to read this, I know it's kind of hard to read, but this is what he posted on his Facebook page. Oh, my God. That's a long December post. 30th, 2011. So this is a few months before the the shooting. But I, I kind of wanted to post this because I wanted people to think, you know, is there is there warning signs about this? You know, if you see a post like this from one of the students, is it a warning sign? Um, I only I tried to look at for keywords in that post. Are you gonna read the whole thing, Nicole? Or do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah, if you read it kind of fast though, fast pace. In a long time since, a time of repent, the Renaissance. In a quaint, lonely town sits a man with a frown. No job, no family, no crown. His luck had run out, lost and alone. The streets were his home. His thoughts would solely consist of, why do we exist? His only company to confide in was the vermin in the street. He longed for only one thing, the world to bow at his feet. They too should feel his secret fear, the dismal drear. His pain had made him sincere. 
He was better than the rest, all those he detests within their castle, so vain, selfish and conceited. They couldn't care less about the peasants they mistreated. They were in their own world. It was a joyous one, too. That castle she stood just to do all she could to keep the peasants at bay, not the enemy away. They had no enemies in their filthy orgy, and in her, her the castle's every story was just another chamber in Lucifer's laboratory. The world is a sandbox for all the wretched sinners. They simply create what they want and make themselves the winners, but the true winner, he has nothing at all, enduring the pain of waiting for the castle to fall. Through his good deeds, the rats and the fleas, he will have what he pleads, through the eradication of disease. So to the castle he proceeds, like an ominous breeze through the trees, stay back, the guards screamed, as they were thrown to their knees. Oh God, have mercy, please. The castle she gasped and then... and so imprisoned her breath to shallow confines of her fragile chest. I'm on the lamb, but I ain't no sheep. I am death, and you have always been the sod. So repulsive and so odd, you never even deserve the presence of God, and yet I am here. Around your cradle I plod, came on foot without shod. However improper, how rude. However, they shall not mind the mud on my feet if there is blood on your sheet. Now feel death not just mocking you, not just stalking you, but inside of you. Wriggle and writhe, feel smaller beneath my might, seizure in the pestilence that is my scythe, die, all of you. It was uh, quite the uh, poetic verse. Yeah, so the media, they just put that one last line, die, all of you, and that's their headline. Yeah. But what what do you think? You see that as a student, there's a couple months before the shooter. You think it was, is that a warning sign if you see one of your students that write that? Yeah, I would definitely be concerned about it. We would, we would definitely look into it. Well, I guess it would depend on the context of, of, of which, you know, his, what his social media looked like in general, but I would definitely talk to the kid and be like, Hey, like, what is this? What is this? Well, he also about? posted the, that gun photo and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But you don't, do you have access to your students or no we don't have access to their social media however most of the time if someone posts something troubling that it's like reported. it would be reported by another student yeah and guys we're uh nicole and i are completely off social media altogether. i feel great maybe you guys it's should think actually about it probably the best thing that i've i've yeah. never been happier that i did it i don't really go on social media as much i mean like i don't post as much um the the one social media that I'm like on a lot is TikTok and that's like watching videos. I don't really make that much content anymore. Um, but I'll go on TikTok and I, that's my guilty pleasure right now. All right. We got to get on with this. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is some more, uh, some more about his home life. Like many of the students there, the home life for TJ was far from peaceful within the father, Thomas Lane Jr., boasting a history of domestic violence against women, according to court records. He had been arrested numerous times for incidents that showed increasing levels of ferocity and may well have been abusive against his son as well. They subsequently split up, after which Thomas Lane went on to be charged with assaulting a police officer and then served prison time for attempting to suffocate his next wife. After he held her head under running water, then bashed it into the wall so hard that it left a dent. Estranged from his father and half-twin sisters, TJ lived with his grandparents and remained close to his aunts, who sat by his side in court on Tuesday for the juvenile detention hearing. TJ actually wanted to study psychology in college. And if you, if you 
read the the interview because the the actual video of the interview is not available. But if you read the transcript, he he you know he kind of had his life planned out where he was talking about still going to college and doing psychology. So it's kind of interesting because we just did the James Holmes story, who was also interested in psychology, neuroscience, yeah, neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Nate Mueller, who was sitting with King and had a bullet narrowly graze his head, described Lane as a quiet kid. Freshman year, he got into a goth phase and didn't talk to that many people anymore. He never egged anybody on. He just went about his business, explained Mueller, who revealed that the group had been friendly in middle school, but had gone separate ways since moving up to high school. This video is what makes this case most notable, what you're about to watch now. Okay. And I'll describe it for the podcast listeners as it happens, but go to talkmore.com if you would like to see this. You definitely want to see what makes this case so unique and that's this video right here i'll also transcribe what is said after this because he is in court and like the law says even the killer the the one that is being tried has the right to speak and he does speak and this is what he says and i'll i'll tell you what it is here in a second if because you probably can't understand it so he is walking into the courtroom right now he is sitting down by his lawyer. He is unbuttoning his shirt. He's got a polo shirt on. He's unbuttoning it while he's talking to his attorney. That's so, like, anti-court apparel, though. Exactly. And just keep watching. The attorney really doesn't All notice right. what he's doing or anyone else. The but County Court of Common Pleas is now in session. The Honorable David L. Fury presiding. Please be seated. Everyone's sitting down. Now, if you want to... Tell me what his shirt says. I can't see it, well, but he's wearing a white t-shirt. Yeah, it's going to zoom uh, in. This is the case of the state of Ohio against Thomas M. Lane, case 12C58. It is zooming in a second. On behalf of the state of Ohio is prosecutor James Flays. Mr. Flays, could you uh, please introduce your table? Here we go. Thank you, Your Honor. What uh, does the shirt say? Is, uh, Killer. Killer. So he's wearing a shirt, a white T-shirt. Thank you, and you can make it from where you, where you All sit. right, just listen. You can make it seated where you, where you are. He can make a statement. Would. That's what the judge says. He's about to make a statement to the, to the victim's the families. And here it goes. All right, if you want to read this, Nicole, this is from the charging documents, but it has his quote at the end. Ugh. This hand that pulled the trigger that killed your sons now masturbates the memory. Fuck all of you. Whoa. Yeah, so he's... So this is in the appeal. So he says, quote... From him, because every everyone convicted is allowed to make a statement. Mm-hmm. The judge says, you can make your statement, but you have to do it in the seated position. You cannot come up to the stand. And the T.J. Lane says, quote, this hand that pulled the trigger that killed your sons now masturbates to the memory. Fuck all of you, end quote. If I was a one of the parents of those deceased, I would have probably gone right up there and fucking strangled yeah, him. Yeah, I, I would have tackled him. It's and, awful, yeah. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. I'm literally, I literally feel sick after hearing that. That's 
That is one of the worst yeah. things we have heard. If this is during the case that he's trying to plead insanity, I can understand why he may not really care about uh, what he says but to I try to like, make a point. But I like, mean, I don't. That's that, that's not okay. That's like that's he, not okay. He's it's like just, trying to be a tough guy. I literally, I like, literally, who the fuck are you? You I know? literally feel sick to my stomach after hearing that. Like I, that's the worst thing I think that I've ever heard anybody say ever. Yeah, I ever. agree. The, the way agree. he said it Ever. too, and then he raises his finger, he flaps, flips him off. That's, that's, yeah. that I, I think, and I, I know I literally just said this, but you know we see all of these cases where we don't necessarily see what the defendants have to say as far as a statement, or how many of them actually yep. give a statement. Probably not a lot and of the them. The fact that he literally had the apologize, balls, right? Yeah, or apologize. I'm sorry for my actions. You know, I, you know, I didn't realize whatever. Blah 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 blah. You know. This is literally the worst thing that anyone has said in history. Like to a I'm, victim's to family. a victim's family. That is yeah. disgusting. Because you have three of the family members or three of the families in there of the deceased, and you have yeah, but you have all one, the families of the deceased. A child that's paralyzed at like exactly, uh, and and he says, "quote the hand that pulled the trigger." That killed your sons. He's talking to the family that's still alive. The sons are dead. Now masturbates to the memory. Fuck all of you. End quote. Like, and you know, obviously this happened. This happened eight, eight, almost nine years ago, and we have no relation to that crime. And I am offended. I mean, dude, you haven't heard of this. You know, it's a school shooting, and it's like there's so many that this one barely made the news. There's like no new news on this. It's fucking crazy. Like you, you know where <laughs> I stand on the death penalty, but I really hope that he is having a very unpleasant time in in prison, and I hope that he, ha- you know, has dropped the soap multiple times unintentionally and have a very unpleasant time in prison. It's interesting. He's only seventeen, so good. I, so I he wonder... has longer to get fucked in the ass. I know, but I w- hopefully they still tried him as an adult. I hope so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Good. This is Ohio, man. Ohio. What a stupid motherfucker. Honest to God, this makes me so angry. Just yeah, this one, that one statement just makes me so angry. Okay, I, that's why I put... It was, it was almost like, okay, not like, okay, he's forget. Not, by no means was my head going there because he had a rough childhood. But it's almost like, oh man, like I get it. He was nurtured. He was in an abusive childhood. We've, we've seen the movie before where like it causes... A lot of mental distress. I mean, I, but yeah. that reaction, uncalled for. No matter what your situation yeah. is. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Not mean, only no matter what your situation is, but even if you're like I said, I wonder if it was a ploy to like make people think that he's not right in the head to kind of get him to be uh, found not guilty. No, because he, he recanted that not right in the head pretty quick. Anyway, let, let me turn this around for you guys because this is a tragic case, and that was pretty. That's crass. Disgusting. It's, it's, yeah, it it's is. Literally, it, it's literally vomit-inducing. Yeah, like, it, it is. But l- let's um, let's kind of end this episode with some more positive news. Now, this is this is Nick Walzak. He was shot four times. His mom actually used to babysit TJ Lane, but he doesn't remember that. He was paralyzed from his quote. This from steve uh or excuse me steve wasn't yeah. this from yeah. nick walzak he says he was paralyzed from his quote nipple line down all right this is rover's morning glory this is a uh, local a local radio station here 
the uh, the DJs, a lot of people say they're kind of crass and kind of like Howard Stern, but I mean, they're radio DJs. What the fuck do you expect? This is exactly what happened in his own words. Uh, well, I mean, I head to school uh, and uh, I'm sitting or I'm not even sitting. I'm standing at the end of this table in the cafeteria and uh, the shooter, TJ Lane, he was uh, sitting alone, two tables behind us. And uh, he he didn't have like a ton of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, I mean, he had a few, but um, we'd never really talked to him. The, there was no bullying involved, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was ruled out like the first few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was uh, two tables behind us. And I was talking to my buddy Nate, and. Um, and all of a sudden, I see him move a table closer. Um, so he's like pretty much directly behind us. Uh, and I, I, I remember thinking, I was like, "That's a little weird," you know, because I knew he wasn't. Why would a student. that happen? You yeah. Know? Why would he get up and just move yeah. one table? He's by himself. Why would he move one table over? Yeah, he's yeah. still sitting down. He he gets up and he sits at another table, sitting down. Yeah. And then, um, I I look away for like one second, and um, I'll, I just hear a pop, and. I turn around and before I turn around, I'm like, okay, who's popping bags in here? You know, you you, you don't think it's a gun? Yeah, right. They never and then, do. Um, uh, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I'm going off what people told me right here because uh, people saw me. Like someone was entering the cafeteria. Yeah. As soon as uh, I was shot, and they saw like my face and everything, and um. Uh, and my buddy Nate, who I was talking to, actually eventually jumped over me in the cafeteria, which I always make fun of him about. But, uh, I mean, he's cool about it. Um, All right. This guy, I mean, super motivational. I definitely recommend you guys watching this. It's a whole hour long. Let's let's uh, hear him talk about where he got shot specifically. So, so, so where did you get shot exactly? Um, well, I actually got it uh, in and out of the arm. Um in my neck, uh, right here, uh, and it went. The bullet actually ricocheted up to my cheek. Ooh. Uh, and it- yeah, and he says, and I cut it there, but he says the bullet's actually still there. That oh they didn't pull gosh. the bullet out. Yeah, so the bullet's still there. Uh, and, and so then you then you get shot in the back. Yeah, I, I get shot um, um, in T one region of my spine, um, and. It's it's not like the movies where you gracefully fall on your knees and then you fall down, you know, on your face. Yeah. It's um it's it's like you just plop on the ground. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh <sighs> and my book bag luckily flew over my flew over my head and I uh I slammed my face on my book bag instead of my instead of the, the, ground. the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz I, I Holy you shit. don't think to put your arms up because you would have shattered his yeah. Just Job. plop, yeah, like that. But um, this is what his outlook on life is when he took those four bullets. He got shot four times. How many people were uh, passed away that day? How many people were killed? Um, uh, three of my buddies: uh, Danny Parmator, Russell King, and Demetrius Hewlin. So you knew all three. Yeah. <sighs> that's obviously the hardest part. I mean, that's that's worse than than you being in a wheelchair. Right. Right. Oh my God. Uh, yes, Tom. Is there a lot of people who are survivors? Do you have survivor's guilt? I know that's a hard question. Um, no, I, I try to look at it like I took, um, I took four bullets without dying and, um. 50 cent, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You should become a rapper. Screw video games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I, I look at it like, 
that could have been four bullets that um, saved lives. Dude. So, and it, if it takes me being in a wheelchair, but I saved four lives. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess that's a positive way to look at it. Dude. Yeah. So that that's the way I... I try to look Nikwee's at tearing you got up. Me to cry, man. I mean, That's you tough. took Damn. four bullets. Like man. I, dude, I know this doesn't mean much, but dude, as a veteran, combat veteran, man, I salute you, yeah, dude. Holy that shit. shit! It's uh even more magnified knowing yeah. what that asshole just had yeah, yeah. said in the courtroom. Like you have that versus yeah. what the person who was shot at four times yes. and how yeah. they react to it. Um, if any of you know Nick or Nick, if you hear this, just like know like that just Yeah, you, know, you I mean you have our support. So. Let, let's let's wrap this story up. If you want to read this right here, uh, this is from the Springfield New Sun, September 2014. Ohio school shooter built ladder in prison escape. Oh no. Oh, yeah, he no. did escape prison. Sounds now, like my dog I, escaping I was, from my house. Dude, I know. I want to say they the the police everything, I mean, they, they did a great job, prosecutors all that stuff, but why would you put this guy in a medium security prison? He is a school shooter, man. So he escapes from a medium security prison. I'm about to show you the video of the escape, by the way. But if they you have it on camera? Yeah, yeah. If you want to read this. The inmates were able to open a padlock on a door to the maintenance area, the report said. They got into a maintenance access area described in the report as being similar to a crawl space where they built the ladder. So they built a ladder and threw it right over the cage. It, it looks like a medium security prison. It looks like one of um, like a DJJ, detention uh, juvenile prisons. That's... Get, they got the wire fence, but it's like, okay, well, if I really wanted to, if I put my mind to it, I could jump it, you know, kind of shit. Like, man, this guy's a school shooter. Why is he in a medium security prison? Anyway, he was recaptured after six hours, which was really good. And, I mean, think about the victims, too. I mean, think about uh, Nick. I mean, he's, you know, he, they get the call real quick. Oh, yeah. And he's probably like, God, is this guy coming to finish me yep. or something? That was September 11th, 2014, medium security prison in Lima, Ohio. He wasn't actually charged with the escape at all. It didn't affect his um, his sentence? Uh, sentence at all. Do you want to guess why? This is fucked up. Now, he wasn't charged because the, and I didn't know this, but it's the families that have to agree to charge or not charge, at least in Ohio. And they said, quote, he had, and this was what the Springfield News Sun says, quote, he has no chance to be released and the families of the victims, of his victims, didn't want him to have an opportunity to mock them again, end quote. He, he didn't, they didn't want to go back in court and have them, and have the guy being like, I masturbate still to you, you know. That's interesting that, like, they would still have to agree to it, even though that crime of his prison escape is completely unrelated. Yeah, he was moved to a supermax, and this is the last video I got, is basically him and two other inmates escaping the prison here. I'll put this on talkmer.com, and this is the last video for tonight. You can kind of see him run into the tulip patch, I think it was. You see him, uh, the camera zooming in there. Anyone outside the gate? You see those two outside the gate? Mm-hmm. Those are the, the ones running. And then they split up. They basically went into the maintenance shed, built a ladder, and threw it over the, the fence. So, so what gotta, was his sentence? I'm assuming he got, you said that he was already not able to um, 
get released be released so he was life in prison without the possibility of parole i'm assuming yeah oh yeah he's in life for i mean he's never getting out good is there no death penalty in ohio i don't, I don't think he got the, the, possibility death penalty, of no. the death penalty because of his age i didn't see anything where he got the death penalty and another interesting fact be. about this is most cases especially school shooting cases you you see Updates, even if it's just a, a news station being like, oh, let's remember this that happened this many years ago or whatever. This one, it's like no news. The, the latest news was 2014, man. That's pathetic. This is six, that was six years ago when, and only because he tried to escape. It's probably because I don't want to draw any attention to this prick. I mean, yeah, maybe. That's a good point. I definitely recommend you guys checking out that Nick Walzak video. Very inspiring. It'll make you get your ass up and and think about life a little differently. I know I'll watch the whole thing. I'll probably watch it again. But very inspiring uh, person there. All right. That is the story of TJ Lane. You guys can follow along at TalkMurder.com. If you guys enjoyed it, uh, go TalkMurder.com slash join. We just launched the Supremo Forum. We have two videos on there that are unlisted on YouTube that i put just for the supremos we're still building that program back up from the ground so we don't have much there yet but you can support us at talkmer.com slash join my name is john i'm here with jen and nicole and until next time good night you lovely lovely people